Hey everyone, this is Marty Hines from Marty's MS Life, and you're listening to Grace Through Pain, A Journey to Hope. Let's go. Okay, (laughs) y'all. Week two, second episode, and it is, I don't know. Okay, so for, let's just start with those of you that are actually watching. Uh, This is very much an indication of how 2024 is going for me. Um, Behind me, you will see cabinets in what should be a kitchen, but with nothing that a kitchen should have. So this has been the state of my dad's house, my childhood home since I think early September. I started renovating his home last February. So we're, we're coming up on a year now, uh, with the help of one of my best friends, Candace, who's a professional organizer and, uh, have just been going room by room. I had heard people had warned me that the kitchen was the hardest, was going to really put you to the test. And so I decided to save the kitchen for the last of the interior spaces, just to keep morale up, make sure that we're like feeling good. Like, Hey dad, look at your great bathroom at your great bedroom, look at how this is all going, get everybody energized in case the kitchen is everything that everyone always warned it would be. And let me tell you, it is just that. Uh, This is no longer fun. I am not enjoying it. I really would like to have a kitchen for my dad, but we'll see. That's not the, that's not the topic of today. Uh, Just a little detour, but it's, it's really, like I said, it's just really timely because this is kind of my current state of being is shambles. <laughs> I don't know how 2024 is going for y'all, but it has come in very aggressively. I was just watching a a meme on Instagram about how it's been such a hard six months and you know, the voiceover was like, it's still just January. And it's like, right. I feel like so much has happened in the month of January. Um, It really just started off um, right out the gate with some bullshit. Uh, My dear, a dear friend of mine, um, I lost uh, very tragically along with his two amazing daughters. And um, that I think was the fourth or fifth day of January. So that really kind of set the tone for my month. And it just kind of continued from there. And I just wanted to check in with you guys to see how you're doing. And if you're having the same kind of out of body experience that I am, because it seems like every time I look up everywhere I turn, there's just this really wild news and updates, uh, whether that's loss, whether that's um, different challenges and obstacles, hospitalizations, sickness. Um, It's just been a really bumpy 2024. And I wanted to kind of hold some space for that and check in and see how everybody was doing because I am alive, not well. And I figured if I was feeling this way, that I should let that be something that we talk about. Something else that is kind of going on with me, which I shared last week on my Instagram, but wanted to 
just talk about it a little bit more and answer some questions that I received. Uh, It's dealing with new symptoms and what do those new symptoms mean and how are you able to be heard? So I have had this excruciating hip pain for now 17 months and it's made it difficult to walk, makes it difficult to sit down, to get in and out of a vehicle. Um, It's just been difficult for over a year. And I talked about it with both of my neurologists in my primary care. And initially it was kind of dismissed as another symptom, just like this is a part of MS. And I think that a lot of us living with chronic illnesses, we can relate to the fact that, you know, people love to take our symptoms and just make them MS or make them whatever, you know, your main kind of disease is and just kind of just bundle it all in there and say like, oh, well, you know, you're not going to be feeling good. This is just a part of that. And here's something to maybe make your pain feel less, but we're not going to actually take the time to figure out like what the actual problem is because it's just your MS. So I accepted that and because I know that's a part of this and was kind of resigned to just grieving that I now had a new kind of pain point on top of all the other pain points that I have, but was just kind of accepting of it. And I realized that I couldn't accept it. And I wasn't sure if this was just like me with my denial and me with, you know, all of my other issues that I have, that it was me that wasn't, that I was the problem. Uh, And it just didn't sit right. I just felt like, you know what, this doesn't feel right. Something is wrong. I shouldn't feel this way. I'm going to ask again. So I asked for a hip MRI to, because I'm feeling pain in my hip. And of course, that doesn't really come back with any findings. And so, you know, to, to know something's wrong with you, to then do the tests, to then be told you're fine or inconclusive is, it's, it's really hard because I think most people, when they are going in for tests, their prayer is that the results will come back negative, that there won't be anything wrong. And for those of us that have been in this chronic pain game for a while, you know, we aren't looking for that. We're looking for answers. So when we go in to do a lab or an MRI or any other kind of test, we are wanting results. We want answers. We want to something to show up because we know that there's something there. So to, to hear, Oh, you know, nothing's there or we don't see anything. It, it's heartbreaking because it, it makes you feel like you're making it up. You're being talked to like you're making it up or that you are being dramatic. And so all of those feelings of, just embarrassment, confusion, frustration, because you know something's wrong and it's not, it's not showing up. So now, you know, what do we do? I have a friend that has a mess that talked to me about steroids and the amount of steroids that we take maybe could 
be a factor and that she had had um, a hip replacement as a result of it. And so, you know, for those of you that don't know, steroids for us are a little bit of a gift and a curse because they mask and kind of bring that inflammation down so that we can be mobile again or so that we can be moving again and participate and productive. But the other kind of side effect of that is that it is eating away at our bones. Um, We look like swollen kind of blowfish from all of the extra weight gain that comes from taking steroids. So there's just, we're not sleeping. Insomnia is already something that so many of us live with, pain insomnia rather. And then on top of it with these steroids, your eyes are just like wide open, can't sleep. You are wired. And so you're already not feeling well. And then you know, you're, you have not the ability to sleep. So the whole thing is a mess, but I'm like, okay, well maybe it's my steroids. Maybe it's my steroid usage. So I talked to that, you know, with my doctors. And so we run some other tests to see, and they're like, well, you know, it's a little heightened, but like, you know, we don't think it's that, you know, you're, you're you're not that far gone. Like that's not the issue. Again, Marty, I just think that this is your MS. And so like, let's give you, you know, a higher dosage of this particular muscle relaxer to just try to make you a little bit more comfortable. And I'm like, no, this can't be it. They're like, okay, well, let's put you in physical therapy. I'm like, okay. So I've been going to physical therapy now for about a year, twice a week, and still not feeling any relief. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling relief in the sessions. Uh, I'm big. I'm a big you know, supporter of physical therapy. I think that it's something that anyone living with MS should just be going because we we want to always keep moving. We want to make sure that we're always able to keep moving. And so I think that preventatively or reactionarily, like PT is definitely something that I stand behind. And please look into it. Please talk to your doctor to get that prescription so that um, – you can go and just kind of do that work for your body and for yourself, even ahead of time, even if it's not something that you really think you need right now. Um, you might, and I think you should. So that's my little two cents that you didn't ask for. Um, but yeah, so physical therapy is not working. Time is is going by. I'm still in pain. I'm still not able to walk some days. You know, all of this is kind of happening and I don't know what's going on. Finally, in September of last year, I'm seeing, you know, uh, my neurologist in Boston and I'm like, you know, I, I just had a breakdown because I was like, enough, I can't live like this. I, I can't walk. I'm in so much pain. Like, please, I'm doing everything. I'm physical therapy, taking these extra meds, Pilates reformer, trying to stretch more, just you know, whatever I can read, whatever I can find, compression boots, compression boots for your hips, infrared therapy, um, you know, just deep tissue massages, anything that I can do because I'm just like, what, you know, is wrong with me? And, I, and I'm, I'm at my breaking point. And my neurologist finally is like, okay, well, I don't know, Marty. I don't, I don't know what could be wrong. Let's try your um, lumbar. Let's do a lumbar MRI see what we can find there. 
It's not something that you do with MS. We are brain, our thoracic spine, and then our C-spine, which is basically kind of like from the middle of your back, you know, up is what they're looking at when they're looking for lesions. And so I never had a lumbar MRI. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. And sure enough, the lumbar MRI showed a compression on my spinal cord. And we're going to talk about um, some other procedures that I've had that also deal with compressed nerves. Um, but so, but for this, this, this didn't make me feel too, too worried when I first heard about it because I'm like, okay, well, I've had some compressed nerves before, you know, what does that, you know, kind of mean? And it snowballs into a recommendation for a spinal cord decompression surgery, which would be weeks to months of rehab, learning to rewalk, um, just a really, really hard surgery and a long recovery. And I honestly just broke down because I had been in this pain for so long and no one could tell me what was wrong with me. And all of this time, there's this pressure on a nerve that eventually, if gone unchecked, could have had me no longer able to walk. And funnily enough, this pain was reflecting in my hip, even though it actually was my back. And that's why it was just harder to find and figure out. So I'm processing the validation and the excitement that I've finally found what's wrong with me, paired with the fear and the anxiety of the reminder of feeling like you're this ticking kind of time bomb that I just have no idea how MS is going to present itself and what I'm going to have to do in response. And so the the thought and the idea that I might not be able to walk um I don't I don't know I don't have I don't even have um the words. And so what do you what do you do? And my therapist was like, well, let's just do that next thing, which is do the research. Let's meet with some other surgeons. Let's get all of the information. I'm someone that needs all the information um, in order to kind of calm myself down to make these, these decisions. And I still just don't really know. Uh, it was a lot of conflicting opinions. I saw seven different neurosurgeons and they were all across the board. Um, some told me there was nothing um, really that could be done. Uh, some recommended a different procedure, something a little bit less invasive to try to gauge and see what's going on. And then others were saying, you know, immediate surgery. And so uh, I talked to someone, uh, one of my followers, and it was a really great note that she said. And she said that, you know, with everything that's, that, that goes on with us, everything that can be wrong, 
she really tries to hold out on surgical decisions as it relates to pain. So if the reason for the surgery is to lessen her pain, she most of the time won't proceed. Because if we were to do a surgery for every piece of pain that we're holding and carrying, we would be having a lot of surgeries. And that's a lot on your body. That's a lot on your mind. And so she's like, I try to put it on the board in that way of like, okay, if this is just to relieve pain, maybe I'm not going to do it. Maybe I'm just going to kind of manage my symptoms versus like if this is something that's needed to make sure I have the quality of life um, that I want to have, then she kind of considers and takes that all in. And so for me, I think that's a good way to kind of parse out how you navigate this world where you kind of keep getting sick and keep having ailments. And so for me, it's like, okay, I'm in a lot of pain, but I'm also hearing that I might not be able to walk. So I'd like to walk. Uh, I would, I would very much like to continue to be able to walk. And so I need to kind of consider this procedure. And I'm rambling. I know it's like, these are all the thoughts that are just running through my head. And so I've, I landed at doing a series of these epidurals and seeing how I react to that and, and seeing kind of what is going on with my nerves and kind of go from there. And I just wanted for all of you listening that are facing some of those hard choices, those hard decisions where you feel like no option is a good option and you just feel like you don't really have a choice even, it's just to remind yourself that you are in charge. You are in control. This is your body. And whatever you decide to do or not do, you are the end all be all. You know, um, I spoke with someone else who uh, is in a was in a wheelchair for a, a long period of time as a result of her MS, and she now is walking, which is amazing. And folks, I guess, had messaged her like how happy they were to see her walking. I know I was one of them. Um, what a blessing! All of this, these cheers and excitement because she was walking again, and. She had said that, you know, as happy as she was to be walking, she'd been going to physical therapy, going to rehab. She wanted to be walking again. She also said that her life in the wheelchair was just as beautiful and just as full. And that as amazing and exciting as it is that she's walking again, that walking wasn't all that she was. She was so much more than that. And so... Part of me is remembering that too and trying to rethink my ableist mind about what it means to not be able to walk. And it's not the end of the world. It's it's not the end of, of anything. It's not the end of your life. It's It's just a different path. It's a different way of life but it's not the end. And so I'm trying to 
keep that in mind as well so that I don't make any rash decisions out of fear of that being the kind of end result for me. And the more that I say that to myself and remind myself that I am so much more than these physical ailments and know that I'll be okay regardless, that helps me kind of funnel through all of the doctor's notes and scans and reports and prognosises, and it helps me to not spiral. And so I wanted to leave you with that as well, is just knowing that we can get through it all. We really can. And I don't know what's going on with 2024. I, you know, as we are now in February, hoping, hoping for things to take a turn for the better. I am optimistic. I am staying positive, but I am tired. So if you are tired too, I get it. I feel you. We made it through the first month of this year and uh, I'm still strapped in. I'm buckled up, but I'm really hoping that we can find just like, you know, an easier route for all of us. So thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, This is Grace Through Pain, A Journey to Hope, and I can't wait to chat with you next week. Make sure to follow me at Marty's MS Life. Make sure to subscribe to all of the things and um, give yourself some grace this week. Talk soon.